Brianna Dominica came from a family trauma of triple suicide, moved into her own serious depression and self-sabotaging actions, and finally had a paradigm shift of faith and music that led her not only to her own joy and healing, but also into a music and speaking career that may literally save some lives in her audience. Listen as she tells me about her journey and be inspired for your own. Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. Brianna Domenica was born in Massachusetts and raised in South Florida. She's a classically trained singer that found her calling in non-classical contemporary Christian music, so I'm honored to say that she became my student. A performer from a young age, Brianna has sung at no less than Carnegie Hall in Disney's Epcot Candlelight Processional, and she's toured internationally for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. But Brianna has experienced heartbreak and tragedy, too. She was badly bullied in high school. That is unbelievably common, and I hate that. But Brianna definitely experienced that. And then she lost three family members to suicide. And after some serious bouts of depression herself, she decided she was going to take all that horrible experience and with God's help, make a difference. So Brianna started her own nonprofit, Angel in the Sky, to raise awareness and save lives through suicide prevention, education, and the power of music. She started writing and recording and eventually relocated to Nashville where she has a team that's helping her turn her dreams into reality. Her new album, Warrior in Me, was released last September, and she's now planning on a very creative presentation tour for it. So I'm thrilled to have her as my guest today, so you guys can hear her amazing story. Hey, Brianna, and welcome to All Things Vocal. Hey, Judy. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. We've been working towards your album, and uh, I know how great it is. So uh, I think this is a really cool time to be talking to you. Yeah. Okay. First, the important stuff. How many people have misspelled your name? And I'm pointing at one right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Between misspellings and mispronunciations, (laughs) I've lost count. Um, (laughs) I got to a point where I just, in my shows, I spell it out for people. It just makes it easier. B-R-I-N-1-N-A. Yeah. Domenica with an E after the dome. Domenica. Okay. (laughs) Now that we've taken care of that, what I want you to do now is tell us your story, Brianna. It's pretty incredible. What led you to become the focused, purpose-driven artist that you are? Well, I've always loved to sing. And um, ever since I was in diapers, I don't know if back then you could call it singing. It was more like squawking. (laughs) Making joyful noises. Yes. But I always knew it was the career path I wanted to take. I wanted to be the next pop star, the next Katy Perry. I grew up Roman Catholic, so I wasn't familiar with contemporary Christian music. My definition of music was hymns, or um, Southern Gospel, and I'm like, that's not me. (laughs) Um, But through some family tragedies, I, like you said in the introduction, I lost three family members to suicide, including my oldest brother, and it broke me. I can imagine. 
there was a lot of pain in that. And through God's guidance and his amazing, amazing grace, he turned that pain into purpose. And I, through a series of events, was introduced to contemporary Christian music. And I don't actually know if you know this, but when I was introduced to Christian music, because I had been so bitter about the losses I've experienced, I had turned my back and left the faith. I was like, "Mm -mm, this, this is not the God I grew up knowing. The God I grew up knowing is kind and loving. And this, the God that takes my brother, my aunt and my cousin is not kind and loving, but you know, as we know, even in our darkest hour, he's got bigger plans for us. Don't you think we have to ask why? Yeah. If we don't, we're not being honest. And right. we don't find that real connection to, to that source of, of everything. When we look at some of the great names in the Bible, like Dave, David, excuse me, um, <clears throat> uh, even Jesus, he questioned from the cross, mm-hmm. my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm-hmm. So questions are normal and okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people, you, you've got questions, that's okay. God wants you to come to him with his, with your questions. You know, and I think we all get to God in our own ways. And, and when we grow up with a God that um, is really not a loving God, that, that has been defined by our life or by some people that, uh, you know, say they, they know God and they know what God is about and all that. I think we have to come to our own reevaluation of what that really is. And I think God can talk to us through the cereal box. And I think we wind ourselves around it. We really want to know the truth. That truth will be revealed to us. And oh, uh, yeah. like Jesus said, by the fruits, you will know them. Yeah. And uh, so the fruits of, of the way you see God are amazing. So that's why I kind of trust what you're thinking. (laughs) And I had just put out my first record, Shine. Like I said, I wanted to be a pop singer. I had no desire to be a Christian singer. I didn't know what contemporary Christian music was. And in a matter of a week of that being released and people receiving it, I had five different people in a week tell me, you need to do contemporary Christian music. And I said, (laughs) no, mm -mm. no, that's not me. Then my mom went to visit a friend of hers in Jacksonville and played this song. And she said the same thing. So this was now number six in seven (laughs) days, number six. Wow. And my mom's like, no, no, Brianna doesn't do that type of music. And this friend played my mom, this song blessings by Laura story. And my mom's like, oh my gosh, that sounds like what Brianna should do. So when she came home from the trip, she played the song for me and I just bawled and I recommitted to to God and my faith and it was stronger than ever. And I said, this is what I want my music to do. And from that day on, I started only listening to Christian music and really just digging into it and just fell in love with contemporary Christian music and was like, that's what I want. I want to point people to a higher power. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. And that is when I truly discovered my why, why I am doing music. And like people ask me, well, why do you want to get in that career? Or how do you set yourself? I'm like, I have my why, I have my purpose. And that has taken on a whole nother level since coming to Nashville. And 
really tying in my mission because I had the nonprofit and I always wanted to keep my music and my nonprofit separate. You know, I didn't want to be that person that was like, oh, poor me. But I met with a label and they were like, you know, there's a lot of pretty girls that can sing. What makes you different? And my mom is the one that actually said, well, she's strong. Look at all everything she's overcome. And the the label was like, you need to combine your music and your message and turn that into your purpose. And I'm like, I don't know how I can do that because my music makes me happy. But the, the loss and the grief makes me so sad. How can I lean on that all the time and relive the worst days of my life over and over again? And I just prayed about it. And like I said, by the grace of God, he gave me a heart that turned that pain into purpose. And now that just fuels me to be the artist and the speaker that I'm trying to be. And I hope I, I relay to people you know, Brianna, that is incredible. And and that's what makes you very special to me is that you've figured something very important out. And that is that fame needs to have a purpose. Otherwise, it can eat you up. And if it's all about ourselves being, you know, magnified and us being validated and all that, that's not going to just be really a trustable journey in the first place because you might be up there for 15 minutes and then poof, you're, you're gone. And then maybe you're back or whatever, but you, you can't depend on it, man, or you'll be really neurotic for the rest of your life. But if you, if there's a reason, if, like you say, if you have a why for being famous for fame is just more people know you, more people are hearing you and, and getting a dose of your music. And if there's a reason that you want them to do that beyond uh, self-worship pretty much, then that yeah that's the brass ring as far as a, a vocal career to me <laughs> make the world a better place one of my mentors told me once when i first came to nashville she said uh sharice Baltori, she told me you need to keep ego out of it because once ego creeps in you're etching god out and i was like oh that's brilliant yeah i had this same sort of conversation with matt carney a long time ago who is a uh, pop singer. He got signed uh, dual deal pop and Christian music, contemporary Christian music. And what we talked about was what you're talking about is that fame can be the most dangerous place you can live, or it can be used by God, you know, to make people better, make the world a better place, heal people really through the power of music. So you've kind of latched on to the most important thing and the rest is gravy. <laughs> I think then we get the songs that we need and we get the wisdom as far as the team members that we choose to, to try to put dreams into reality. And speaking of teams, tell us about the team that you've oh, got. Oh gosh, I have the best team. When when people ask me, I, I'm like, I have I have an A plus team. I am so beyond blessed. I have you as my vocal coach, which literally <laughs> helped me find my voice, which I didn't even know was missing until <laughs> I started taking and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, it's been such a pleasure to hear your voice come into being. And my 
publisher, Dallas Gregory of Song Rocket Music, Great friend. who connected us. Mm-hmm. I have his lovely wife, Sherry, who does my PR, Sherry Cranford. My incredible producer, Nate Cornell. Oh, he's mm-hmm. brilliant. I mean, I could talk about Nate all day. <laughs> I have to agree. And just the, the patience and the love and compassion he has for his artists that he's working with in the studio is just brilliant. It just... He brings stuff out of you that you didn't even know was in there. And at the same time, he also is looking for what you want instead of necessarily what he wants, right? Yes. He's really trying to figure out who you see yourself as. And then he is doing his part to to make that blossom and come open. I think that's the best. The best producers do that. Instead of stamp their own image on you, they dig into who you are and bring that out. Yeah. Yeah. And he's great with that. And he also like tries to push you out of your comfort zone where you don't. (laughs) And, you know, Judy, working with me, that is hard for me. I like my little box in my little comfort zone. (laughs) So I know I gave him some grief. Oh, you are a brave woman. Gave him some grief on that. But, you know, it just uh, it turned out beautifully. And I am just so proud of the project we put forth. And of course, all of my co-writers, I've really been blessed with amazing co-writers. Yeah, your songs are brilliantly written. Thank you. I know I'm probably forgetting someone. My mentor, Sharice Baltori, has been such a help. My social media manager, Ashlyn Grace, my IT and the guy that runs my website, Jeff McMahon. So I'm just truly blessed all the way around. And just if I forgot anyone, I apologize, but that's all I can think of right now. So so you'd agree with me that it takes a village to be an artist? Oh, yes. A hundred percent. Let's move on and talk about your project now, this Warrior and Me project. You said something about trying to figure out how to put together the sadness of the dysfunctional thinking that, that suicide, of course, comes from. And also that joy that you find in singing and writing and making music that you like music that makes you happy. So somehow you've taken that pain and turned it into happiness and joy for people and, you know, move their thinking. And because the music is powerful and it can take lyric and actually get it into the psyche better than just the lyric alone. Right. So tell us about Warrior and Me. The process, it was a long, long journey. And you know, Judy, you were on that journey with me. Um, But it was such a beautiful one, full of growth for me as an artist and as a person, which I think is important for any project you put out is you should see growth and it should change you and, and impact you. And My prayer for this project basically is that it encourages people to discover the warrior in them. Because for me, when I look back to how I was, I wouldn't have believed I'm doing and living the life I'm living. But through my music, my faith and counseling, counseling is very important. Mm -hmm. I was able to see a light at the tunnel, but most importantly, I discovered there's a warrior in me. And for me, that warrior is the Holy Spirit because the Bible says we are uh, temples for the Holy Spirit to dwell in, you know, his vessels here on earth. And, And really, once I found my identity in Christ, that was another big thing. I was like, wow, 
I, I really am a warrior. I can really tackle anything because I've got, I've got God living in me. You're connected. I'm connected. Yeah. And you know, for, for people that might not be believers or aren't there yet, maybe that warrior is the inner confidence, a strength or a power you didn't know you had. And I just really want this album to be uh, an encouragement for people to find that, whatever it is. Okay, well, tell us about this very interesting and creative idea of a virtual road tour for the project to support the Warrior and Me project. Yeah. Well, obviously with COVID, I can't tour anymore. Right. So that that put a halt on that. But my team and I came up with creating a video series and it's a 10 video series. And it's the videos are no longer than five minutes each Mm because we wanted to keep them short and sweet. Sure. And it'll have a coinciding workbook that goes with each, you know, so like, Video one will have either discussion questions, fill in the blank. Each video will have a little activity, workbook activity to go with it. And we're hoping to put that out this month or the beginning of March. And we're also in talks of possibly turning it into an app, but that might be a little further down the line. That way it can be accessible for everyone because a lot of people I've been telling them what I'm doing and we were initially going to target it for schools and churches and youth groups, things of that nature. But in this COVID time where mental health is just taking such a hit, so many people are like, I would really like that, that video series to be accessible to me. And so we're trying to rethink how to get it accessible to everyone because uh, I worked with Tyler Adams on it and he did a beautiful, beautiful job. And I'm just very proud of this uh, video project. So what do you do in it? The first video kind of is just an introduction to me and who I am. And so people are like, oh, okay. Why you know what you know. Yeah. The second video is really my story of loss and losing my family members. The third video talks about my personal struggle because I used to cut and self-harm because of being bullied and also the grief. I, you know, my, my brother, David, always kind of counteracted the, the bullies by saying, oh, no, they're wrong. And when he passed away, I lost his voice. And so on top of losing my best friend and my protector, I was still being bullied. And it just was not a good combination. And I wasn't just being bullied by kids. I was being bullied by well-meaning adults. Oh my I think they were trying to help, but it it damaged me. I mean, I still am dealing with the emotional self-talk, as we know. Those tapes that yeah. get stuck in the back of your head. I mean, mm-hmm. but I've I now have the tools to better handle that. And I've picked healthy coping mechanisms, which we talk about in another video. We talk about warning signs, facts and fiction, because there's a lot of like misconceptions about suicide. Like people think if you talk about suicide, oh, you're going to plant the seed. But no, you're you're taking away the stigma. And there is a stigma. Like people are like, no, it's not a stick. No, there's a stigma. I, I know that from 
telling people how I lost my brother, the first thing out of their mouth without even knowing my brother is, oh, he was selfish. No, he wasn't. He was, he would give you the shirt off of his back, you know, for people to just yeah. jump to those conclusions. You don't know what's going in someone else's mind and heart and their feelings. And that's mm -hmm. another thing I touch on is a lot of times our feelings can be deceiving and our feelings aren't facts. So I have a video that talks about that, that offers tips and tools. And then most importantly, there is hope. And I love this acronym for hope. I think I've shared it with you before. Hope, hold on, pain ends. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. That's great. So that's a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so we cover a lot of different things and to start we've got 10 but everyone has been very receptive of it we might try to come up with some more videos down the line especially if we do end up going with the app uh, i'm also working on a devotional right now great to, so a daily sort of affirmation yeah. of what you need to be changing or thinking mm -hmm. differently yeah yeah because affirmations were huge for me as well as um finding healthy coping mechanisms and then of course that sets you up for some magnificent live speeches when this era of uh of isolation ends yes <laughs> you'll actually get on stage and have so much authority and and your fan base will be built too from the people that you know your fan base are people that need your message i love that so, I mean, early on, you're a giver from, I think, birth. <laughs> early on, you were uh, touring internationally with Make-A-Wish Foundation. And you also sort of mentioned that 501C, Angel in the Sky. What's that? It's my 501C3, and it is for suicide prevention and awareness, you know, through music, my story, warning signs, because suicide is preventable. Like, it truly is. One of my favorite passages in the, the Bible is one that says, in our history, we will see the faithful love of the Lord. And to me, that means in our history, in the past, when we come through something, it gives us hope and a, a faith that we can go through something else. Mm -hmm. But until that history is built, we almost have to depend on your history, on someone else's history. And that's where I think the testimonial that you give about your journey really can help people because you're not just spouting something you learned in school. You, you learned this experientially. You're not preaching. You're sharing. Yeah. You're sharing your journey. And I think that's what happens with your music too, Brianna. Oh, thank you. And it's, it's, I'm in an interesting position with this nonprofit because not only have I lost three people to suicide, I've had those thoughts, but I've seen the ramifications. So I never made that choice. And trust me, I have thought about making that choice more times than I care to admit, but I never would because I saw the ramifications. You know, I saw how it broke me. It broke my grandma, my aunt, my parents losing a child is the most devastating. And having felt that way too, I can kind of empathize with what was going through my brother, my cousin, and my aunt's head. And a lot of times you think people will be better off without you. But again, that's where those feelings aren't facts comes in, you know, because that's not true. Like I would forgive anything 
to have them back in my life. But I, I'm sure in their minds, well, I'm a failure. And you have no idea what negative thoughts or garbage has been put into someone's computer, which, you know, is how I like to think of the brain. Um, right. Garbage in, garbage out. And when you add a chemical imbalance yeah. to it as well, it's not logical. Right. Okay, well, how do you take care of Brianna? You know, in your music, in your presentations, you do confront life and death issues, very serious stuff. And some fans that have some very serious issues, I know must reach out to you. So how do you deal with overwhelm? And how do you prepare physically, vocally, and mentally for your events? Well, I feel like all three, physical, vocal, and um, emotional, mentally, those are all so intertwined because unlike a guitar player or a keyboard player, our instrument as vocalists is our voice. It's attached to us. So <laughs> if if our mind isn't at 100%, our voice isn't going to be at 100%. If our body's not at 100%, our voice isn't going to be at 100%. So great way to put it in a yeah. lot of ways. And I mean, we've experienced that firsthand in, in some of our lessons where I, mm -hmm. I've had a bad week and then I don't do as well in my lesson, you know, so it's so important. Like, I feel like a lot of times people push mental health and self-care. Oh, that's not really important. Uh, even physical health, eating well, yeah, exercising, sure. like they mm -hmm. don't make it priorities and it needs to be getting good sleep, eating healthy, putting good things into your body is huge. And of course, you know, vocally practice is always important. You know, it's a discipline, you need to really be disciplined. I mean, I am not the most disciplined person. It's something I am working on. And I, I need to better myself at. You know what? I think of it as needing intention. Yes. That's that's all. You're not going to ever be perfect at it. And you shouldn't try to be perfect at it because then you're going to get into those mental wads, you know. But if you intend to do better physically, vocally, and mentally, then you're going to act on that intention, right? Yes. Yeah. And like specifically when I'm going into the studio, have a show, or, or doing a music video. Well, not necessarily as much for a music video, but sometimes if it's a live performance video, then obviously I'll follow this kind of regimen. I will do the water and pineapple juice with my breakfast. Mm -hmm. And I will always do a workout. Most of the time, it'll probably be yoga because I want to relax rather than mm -hmm. hype it up with like cardio or or dancing well sometimes it depends if i'm like recording an up-tempo song then i might do the cardio just to get me revved up and i always do vitamin d and b12 to kind of give me that little boost since i don't drink coffee and especially winters in nashville is really affects this Florida girl. Yes. And then of course, I always like to get some quiet time. For me, that's meditation and like some one-on-one -on -one time with God in prayer. Right. You know, for some others, it might be just meditation, just moments of stillness. But yeah, for me, it's a uh, prayer. Centering. Yeah, mm -hmm. centering. And then of course, you know, practice, do my warm-ups, do some bubbles and just 
And you're ready. And I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. And then you don't, you just don't look back. Then you go. Yeah. You trust your training and you roll. Yeah. And I've seen you disappear really into your thinking process that's coming up with these messages. I'm seeing you disappear into your delivery, which is awesome. It's like you disappear and all the good stuff rolls through you and you get to experience it rolling through you. But it's not about that. It's about it moving towards your target, which is the heart you're talking to, or you're, you're talking to or singing to. And I've seen you do that. And I think your preparation actually really does add up to doing that. And I've never talked to you about this, but in my, in my morning time where I take time to do that, I'm always asking God not to only help me say the right things to my students, but help my students have the right ear to hear what I'm saying. And if I say it wrong, I ask God to kind of reinterpret my words so that they can hear what they need. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've experienced that working pretty well. I am just not smart enough to help as much as I want to. (laughs) So connecting with the source of wisdom in, in the ways that people can really do it, not just, you know, like go through the motions, but really sit with it, uh, I think is so important. And it's, it's, it's beyond definition, isn't it? You just kind of, you sit with it and you know that that presence is with you mm-hmm. and you're getting information and you're getting prepared. But yes, uh, food makes a difference in the way you think. I mean, I can't string sentences together without uh, a good diet and that one cup of coffee in the morning that I chase with water. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not good for the voice, but yeah, you, you know, we need to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of our audiences. Yeah. All right. Where can people reach you? And by the way, guys, I will be putting these links in the blog and in the podcast notes, along with Brianna's sizzle reel, which is pretty cool. Yeah. You guys can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Brianna Dominica Music. And I'm going to spell it B R I A N. A-D-O-M-E-N-I-C-A music that's just spelt normally. Um, (laughs) So just Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And of course, my website, which is BriannaDominica.com. How can I book you? Yeah, for booking, you can email info at BriannaDominica.com. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Well... I so believe in you and your mission, and I know that it's absolutely real spending as much time as I get to spend with you, Brianna. So you just rock on out there, okay? Thank you. We'll watch you and uh, pray that God blesses every message that you deliver. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. This is your host, Judy Rodman. You can always find me at judyrodman.com. See you next time for another episode of All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers.